Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. So we are talking about things you find in your winter coat when you put it on for the first time of the season. We didn't think it would end up maybe saving a marriage, but you got to hear this story a little bit later in the podcast. Here we go. You've had multiple people. You haven't like, been stood up more date. than once? I've never been stood up once. Mm, I just kind of thought it Look happened. Look at this. <laughs> I just thought They're beating uh... me to the location. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, no, but... uh, I just, it was, uh, those eight years of college were a little rough. Yeah. And then, uh, and then when I see this happen to other people, I don't necessarily have the empathy I probably should have. I think you should. This girl is um, a fellow radio sister, and she does a, a morning show, so she couldn't come on. But her name is Mandy, and she had posted on her Facebook story that, you know, she's in the dating game. She is looking great. She has been kind of up and down with her weight, and now she's, like, looking phenomenal. And she posted that she went to meet this guy who she was chatting with on a dating app for a while. And they made plans to meet up, and he did not show up. Like, period, didn't show up. However, do we know he didn't show up? Maybe he did. And if there was a family emergency, does she know that she just got stood up? Did she follow up? Um, she flagged him on the app. So Well, you can't go doing but that. But this is there what she been. found. She flagged him, and they had notified her that he has now hit his number of flags because this is what he does. <gasps> so is he like this scorned guy that has had this happen to him multiple this times? A, this was a teenager. It was a 12-year-old that signs up and then goes to see if these are, it's, a, it's somebody else catfishing. And they laugh from afar. Yeah, I bet it happens. That's horrible to do to another human being. A woman that is back in the dating game, thinking about the possibilities of who she's going to meet with, gets an outfit ready, showers, shaves. She should call that guy. What's that guy? That is it Neve? That guy, him Cat and his Fisher, dad, him yeah. and his dad could come by and <laughs> film dad. it. That's not his dad. He just has early grays. Oh. What's wrong with you? Now you're so, gray shaming people. Oh <laughs> I just thought it was his dad. They so, look alike. I I want to know: Should you um, flag someone on an app? Well, now now he's done with that app. So he has like out red flagged himself. Oh, he starts a new email and he puts a new profile. Together. Probably. He'll be fine. And the, the, most of those people can do that in like five or 10 minutes. I think that the problem I have with this is she doesn't know that his mom didn't die or that he had car troubles or something like that. Then you follow up. You send a message. She's been well, she messaging flagged with him already because he didn't show up. What's he supposed to do? He can't he can't message her back. It's just I don't know what happened. What happened with humans where you're just like. Maybe you say, I got cold feet. I, I'm not ready for this. And oh. he just writes her that. I don't know. I want to bring Brian on next. He has a way to not get catfished. I'm very excited to hear wow. because okay. he's, he says he has beat the system. All right. So let's uh. bring Brian on next. And and you as well. If you've been through one of these situations, you got stood up. Maybe you got a little catfished. How did you beat this? Is it okay to flag somebody? If they just don't show up for a a meetup. It was like so fresh. I think she was like, I'm just going to flag him. I'm not going to deal with this ish. And that hurts. That hurts to be like conversing with someone and then maybe even think that they saw you and left. Well, you get too invested too quick, man. Of course you do. When you're single and you want love, like we take it for granted. We've been in love. We've been with our partners. We've been secure for how long now? Decades. Even when I was single, though, I never got hooked on like, if you've never even you never been, wanted the honey and then you were like yeah she but didn't want like, you back. but if she but when she stood me up including leaving me with two drinks on the table <laughs> i didn't lose my marbles because of it 
I went, but it did not feel good. Wow, well, is her loss? We know a woman who does a morning show in another state, and she's been very, very like open about her dating experiences on the radio, which. I would think most guys would be like, I don't know if I necessarily want to be talked about like this. I mean, it's different for us to talk about our spouses because, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got to know them over the years. But she is running into a situation where she got kind of stood up. Not kind of. She did. She got stood up on a date that she was prepped and ready for, makeup done, hair done, a lot of effort put into it, and excitement. You're like, this is somebody that hopefully I connect with. There's a lot of emotion that goes into it. And I just felt really bad. She was, you could tell the tear lines in her makeup when she made this video. So it was really fresh. How can you be that emotionally connected to somebody you haven't really dated yet? I think though? it's That's... the idea. It's the idea. And I don't have that emotion right now because I don't need that emotion. But I think not having someone for so long, that would uh, be a tough spot to be in. But yeah, she red flagged him on the dating app that they were on. And evidently, he's now off this dating app because they contacted Mandy and they said that he has done this too many times to women. That's really gross. Brian's been waiting for a while to tell us how to not get catfished. Do you know how the, how, how this works now? What's going on? I think, and this is going to kind of sound a little bit unpopular, but I have definitely stood some people up uh, <gasps> most of the time because I'll, I'll show up on a, a, a date and if I see somebody that's sitting there that is not, who is in the profile of the person I've been chatting with online. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I'm about to be catfished or I feel like I'm about to be, you know, it feels like we're starting off on a lie and I'll, I'll take off. I'll book off. So you don't even I'll, make I'll any be- initial contact. You'll look through the window like a Tom Hanks movie, <laughs> not like what you see. And you'll just leave. Oh, this is like a realistic Tom Hanks movie. Cause I will look in and I will see it and I will be like, you know what? <laughs> You're not Meg Ryan. And I'll take <laughs> that's, you know, that's a savage move. I love God. it. Hang on a second. Uh, he's got every right to do that. If you lie to him first, he's got every right to bolt out. If it's a lie, yes. But then he should he should write back and say, you're using a photo from why 10 waste years your, ago. Why waste your time on that person if they've already lied to you? I think it would feel good to call somebody out. If I met some guy and he looked nothing like his photo, then they should know. Like, don't do that to people. Hey, Carrie, how long have you been married? 32 years. Tell everybody what you did to him. So he had asked me out. I had agreed to go out to him. And an hour before we were supposed to go out, I called and I lied to him and told him I had to babysit. Mm -hmm. So I totally ditched him. Yeah. And then I went out with girlfriends that night. And we ended up at a place where a bunch of his friends were. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, Oh, hey, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. Hey, I'm glad that you're comfortable with us, but there's, thanks for being comfy. There's just words you can't say, so continue. You said, oh, poop. Shoot, yes. So (laughs) I totally hid in the corner. We bolted, and then the next day, like, I worked with him, so the next day I felt really guilty, and so I asked him to go to lunch after work, and we went out, and years later I did tell him that I totally lied and totally ditched him, but we've been together for 34 years next month and the reason I did it was because I really really liked him and I was afraid to get hurt but I took the chance and then you know here we are been married for 32 years four kids couple of grandkids that's a good cut too it just worked out too there's me cussing (laughs) on the radio everybody hey it's Carrie so I what do you what do you think so I'm trying to think about this like I I never had that like that 
that I was afraid to get hurt thing. And I don't know if that is uh, if that's a product of your of your upbringing or I mean, my parents were just straight up shooters with me. They were like, you're a fat loser and you're well, going to have to never you're gonna have said to figure, that to you. You're going to have to figure out a way through life because brains weren't part of it. They like you're going to have not. to get a hustle. You're going to have to outwork everybody if you want to get ahead because you've been gifted with no <laughs> gifts whatsoever from the good lord what so a lie. What? i think it does have to do with some strength where you're like i am so much better than whoever was supposed to be here but a lot of people don't have that a lot of people don't have that emotional strength sometimes and then that's not that's not fun yeah, i think i i grew up feeling really insecure okay for no reason yeah you know like obviously i'm worth a lot and i have a lot to offer but I just and and it's not like he was really even that much out of my league. It just I think it was just because I liked him so much that I just I was afraid to take that chance and that risk. Yeah. But you know, I, I ended up doing it and it worked out great. Sometimes I think I have maybe too much confidence. But is that possible? Like I don't think you should have I don't think you can have too Some much people confidence. mistake it for being cocky or, maybe. or a little whatever. So, well, hey, thanks for coming on our yeah, show I, I and, don't think you know, you... almost getting us canceled and swearing on the radio and stuff like that. That was fun, Carrie. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Have you watched Elf yet this year? It was on the other day. Yeah, I saw that. And I just had it on in the background. I was just doing stuff around the house, but um, I love that movie. I think it's so cute. It's hard to know. Is it the best Christmas movie ever? I don't know. Maybe for the good feel. I'd say there's a strong argument for it. It turns 20 this year. There are elf crocs that are coming out that my mom sent me a link to. I'm like, stop sending me links to this stuff. So I found all of these lesser known fun facts about the movie Elf. And the first one broke my heart. Did you know that it wasn't written to have Will Ferrell in the lead role? Who was supposed to be there? Jim Carrey. Oh. Jim Carrey was supposed to be Buddy the Elf, but here was the deal. This movie took a decade to get made, and Jim Carrey dipped out somewhere along the line Hmm. when it was all the script rewrites and everything like that. So that's the one fun fact. The other one that I thought was kind of cool, and there's a whole bunch of them here, but it was supposed to be, uh, Buddy the Elf was supposed to be a darker character, like more disturbed. Yeah, I feel like that... Would have been a totally different movie, and I i mean, obviously we don't know how we feel about it because he wasn't in it, but right. Will Ferrell had that normalcy, like that normal elf. So vibe. John Favreau was the, the director, right? Yeah. And he wouldn't even jump aboard until it got rewritten like 15 times to make it more lighthearted and a yeah. family comedy because it was supposed to be a little bit like Tim Burton-y and mm. kind of dark. Now, Buddy's costume based on the outfits from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer if you see, like, what is his name, Hermie? Yeah. Hermie the dentist? That's what his uh, outfit is based on. Oh, cute. His, the, now, the most legendary burp in all of movie history, when he drinks that whole thing of Coke. Yeah. And then he goes, did you hear that? <laughs> that was a legit 12-second burp. The guy who did it, right, and it got dubbed in later, his name is Maurice Lamarche. Okay. You know him. As the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. No way. That guy did the 12-second burp on Elf. The cotton balls that Buddy eats in the doctor's office, undyed cotton candy. Yeah. So they did it over and over and over and over again. Will Ferrell really ate all the sugar, including the maple syrup-coated spaghetti and candy. Now, right? When you see that, you get just gut rot from that, don't you? Yeah. I did take a 
close look, like when the scene happened, and I'm like, could that be like fake candy spaghetti or whatever? Because I would not be able to choke that. And back. I think he even crumbles up some pop tarts on there, yeah. right? So remember where he's in the department store and Santa is there. Santa, I know him. Yeah. You sit on a throne of lies. What does he say? You smell like beef and cheese. Mm-hmm. So you know who plays that? Artie Lang. Yeah. Who got uh, his real start to fame was on the Howard Stern show and then he did comedy and stuff. That was all in one take. Wow. The entire Santa fight, one take, because it took the department store weeks to decorate that elaborately. So John Favreau said, you got one take. Ooh, pressure on. And go nuts and wreck this entire thing. And then the final one, James Kahn claims the real reason was because Will Will Ferrell and John Favreau didn't get along, and that's why there was never a sequel. Really? James Caan took that to his grave. Remember, he just died a couple of years ago. But the reason everyone has wondered why is there never, ever an elf sequel? We want to see what uh, what Buddy the Elf and then what's the girl's name? Um, oh, my God. But it's played by Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I wonder who was the worst one. I wonder if John Favreau was a diva and Will Ferrell's down to earth or is it swap? That would make me sad because they didn't get along. It had nothing to do with money. Yeah. They just said they didn't want to work together in the future. Therefore, there will never be an elf too. I'm at the gym and it was packed yesterday. I was like, what is it? Buy one to get one free or something like that. It was just really packed yesterday. And uh, I'm, I'm on one of the cables and I'm doing like curls and all of a sudden, like and I, by the way, yeah, curls for the girls. You look at, yeah, yeah. Look at the girls. I, no, like I'm, I'm a sweatshirt <laughs> with the hood up kind of guy. Like yeah. I'm not there for me anymore, um, or I'm not there to to to, to get looked at. I'm, I just want to be ignored. And I, this girl was on this machine, and then she left, and she was gone for a good five minutes before I jumped on that machine. Mm-hmm. So I jump on it, I get a set done, I'm breathing out, I get another set done, and all of a sudden she's standing right next to me. She goes, hey. I was on this. Uh, I said, yeah, like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And she goes, well, excuse me then. And then she just like literally shoved me aside and hooked up she her made attachment. contact. Yeah. She like elbowed me. Mm-mm. And I was like, okay. So, and here was the worst part. All I did was turn around and hook up to the other machine that was right next to me. Yeah. She could have easily just gone and hooked up to another machine. Right. So that happens. I, I brush it off. Whatever. People are people. I, I didn't really think twice of it. I go to the other side of the gym. I'm finishing up and her boyfriend was there with her. Yeah. And he gives me the, was there a problem over there before? Oh, Royden. Royden ready. Now, I'm I was I'm not a big man, but I'm bigger than this guy. So in my head. I'd call you Wiley. I'm I'm uh, they'd be, uh they should be nervous. I'm I'm assessing all the variables at this time. Yeah. Immediately I go, the very worst thing that's gonna have to happen is <laughs> They call my wife at her brand new job to come get me out of jail because I got in a fight at the gym over the noon hour. Yeah, not a problem. Let's not do that. Let's not get in a giant (laughs) barbell swinging fight at the gym and get fired from my job. Let's not do that. So I just looked at the guy and I go, no problem at all. Yeah. And I gave him that the smile where he knew I knew what could go down. Uh And I felt very fulfilled with just a smile. Good. Nothing happened after that. Now, I did watch my back as I was walking out to my truck when I was leaving the gym. (laughs) I wanted to make sure I wasn't followed, but I could have got violent and I didn't. What a what a weird scenario. That just, whole thing you just talked it was, about was it, it's very weird. It's very surreal. Oh, and by the way, this guy talking 
all day after I'm after this happens, I yeah. see him for the next 25, 30 minutes being BFFs with the guy with the ankle bracelet on at the gym. Uh-oh. So all of me is going, whoa, like 35 years ago, yeah. I would have put this down. Mm-hmm. Like I would have made a scene out of this yeah. just to see what would have happened. And now I'm like, I'm just a lazy, fat, middle-aged dude. She's like, just- I would never go back. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no. I hate stuff like that. I would go in and like my odds, they would be there every single time. I'd keep making eye contact. I would just I don't mind the confrontation. Home. I just, I don't want to get shot in the back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it feels like Tombstone. Like, I don't you just blame you. Never People know. are crazy right now. People do wild things that can't be explained. Brian so. texted, and I hope those two guys are listening right now. Here's the deal. I can almost guarantee they're not. Because we run a mildly cerebral program here. And neither of these knuckle draggers are probably listening to anything that they could. They couldn't oh, follow. They couldn't follow. I told you my wife uh, started a brand new job this week. So that means I get to walk the dog in the afternoon because she's actually at a job. I mean, she would work from home, but she had the privilege of getting ahead a little bit and then taking the dog for a walk and stuff like that. But now she's actually at work till like 430. So I noticed yesterday when I took the dog for a walk that one of our neighbors along the route has posted a sign and it says, thank you for picking up your dog poop. Oh, okay. So it's a very subtle. Now it's passive aggressive. Very much so. Yeah. So I was thinking, all right. Along the neighborly path, have you ever made a little sign, made a little note, and delivered it to your neighbors? Um, I can assume you've mentally prepared one. Absolutely. Maybe even gone so far as to write it out, but I doubt you've ever delivered it. No. I thought about it all summer. I have a great lawn. I am surrounded by people that don't care about their lawn. Um, I don't know what their situation is. I know it it costs money to keep a lawn up. Of course it does. Um, It takes time to keep a lawn up. I don't know what their schedule is like. I know that some work nights. I know some have a new baby. Um, But I just like look at your house as your biggest investment. And when you roll up in your driveway and you see huge weeds that resemble cabbage (laughs) that maybe you want to like get it in check or I don't know that that would just be me. I look at this huge house that or like your monthly payment. Wouldn't you want where you live to reflect that? People have other priorities going on. And that's fine. That's that's why I would never put a note in. I don't know what journey people are on. I did want to put a note out, but somebody beat me to it on our Facebook page for our neighborhood. Put your dog on a leash, period. We have a few dog owners that give the reputation that dog owners are selfish people. See, I'm trying to train our dog so I don't walk her with a leash. I just use the collar. I just use the shot collar. One, it you could get a citation mm, for having luck. your dog off a leash in good our luck. city. I'm just saying it is a law. But two... We have, and this woman made a really good point. She runs a daycare, and if somebody from the health department comes to her house and there's dog crap in her lawn, she could get a, a citation for that. You should go pick it up then. That's correct. See, this is a dog owner. This is disgusting. So I asked for a couple of notes that you've seen in your neighborhood. Here are some of the ones that came through right away this morning. Okay. Dear neighbor, last night I believe I could hear you and your boyfriend doing it. Do you mind being louder? 
Oh, my God. It's difficult for me while holding a cup against the wall. <laughs> Love guy in 3B. Oh, my God. Hashtag apartment problems. This one. It's just an itty-bitty white sign in the yard that says stealing plants is as low as uh, is a low and selfish act. What's next? Punching kittens. Oh you suck. Who steals plants? Yeah. I mean, if you can't afford your own. I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? They're like a buck and a half for one of those no. tins, aren't they? Plants are so expensive. Ridiculously expensive. Here's my favorite. Please stop fighting. Everyone can hear you. Everyone knows your personal business, and I am embarrassed for you. Mm. Some of us need to work in the morning and cannot listen to you bicker every night. So please stop arguing. Keep it down if you have to go fight in your car and break up already. Love everyone in the building at 2 a.m. Oh, my God. I don't remember too much drama when I lived in apartments, except for the last apartment that Derek and I lived in, the people above us were training for the Olympics. Like, I don't even know what they were doing, why they had to wear like weighted shoes or anything. It was like that Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm episode when he goes upstairs uh, to talk to Michael J. Fox, who has Parkinson's and he needs those weighted shoes on. And he's like, you need to be quieter when you walk. I've never seen Michael that J. One. Fox is like, oh, I'm sorry, Larry. I've never seen that one. That he's was- like, here, hold this cup. Let me pour you a drink. And he's just like embracing his Parkinson's. But um, I've never had to deal with like loud neighbors, thankfully. But we have dogs that bark in our neighborhood mm. and people post about it on the Facebook page all the time. Like whose dog is barking, even though, you know, whose dog is barking. And then someone has to like own up to it. Here's but- the last one. This one's very timely. Halloween is over. Time to take down your horrible decorations, including the 10-foot-tall demon on the right side of your yard. That evil piece of garbage is scaring a lot of people in this neighborhood. Mm. It's even scarier <laughs> when it's all lit up. Oh, my God. Take your decorations down. Whether you like it or not, Halloween is over. Signed, Angela. Like, when you sign your actual <laughs> name to it. That takes some uh, cojones right there. Like, you say, I don't even care if this person knows. Have you ever had to send a note to a neighbor? Have you posted anything like this? The one that I told you about, the plants one, is just basically a paint stirrer stick mm-hmm. jammed into the ground with a little note stapled to it. Yeah. Have you ever had to go so far? And I just thought it was so passive aggressive that my neighbor just was, thank you for picking up your dog poop. <laughs> Yo, thanks for dipping into the podcast on Thursday's live show. If you can be here about 840, you can win an all-inclusive trip for two to the Mexican Mayan Riviera. Yeah, we're going to pay for everything. 840 Thursday morning on KCLD. Let's get you back into the podcast. Have you thrown on all your winter jackets yet? Have you gone through the pockets? I have gone through all of that. I go through all of them in the summertime. Oh, really? Yeah. More so the spring. I shouldn't well, say summer. You don't summer. get any good, like, winter surprises then? No, not really. I go through them in the spring, wash them all, and then I put them in a huge tote. And then I bring them out and put them in the front closet. Hmm. So, so you'll nothing wash is them in there. without even going through the pockets. There could be money. There could be gum. There I go through be... them in the spring. Okay. Yeah. But you... And I don't ever really find anything cool. Really? Yeah. I threw my, uh, the heaviest of heavy winter jackets on, uh, or at least I put it, like, in all of the tailgating gear that we used last Saturday. And when I dug into the pocket, yeah. 20 bones. Oh, nice. And somebody had left a gummy in there. Okay. Somebody randomly, a drive-by gummy guy. Somebody had <laughs> been wearing my coat and uh-huh. had a gummy. 
And I was so like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Because, listen, treat. I the older I get, the more I despise winter. I know a lot of people make their living on it. I know a lot of people love it. I don't. I love I it. I do neither. I hate it. I, I like uh, to go through Derek's pockets like when his clothes are still on. And I find, <laughs> <laughs> like, get off of this. Get off of this. I'm like, so money. Every year, though, you find something great. When you put on your winter jacket, what have you found this year? Beth, we're talking uh, a lot of chapstick, right? I mean, it's not a surprise because you expect to find chapstick in your winter jacket, but it was just the amount of chapstick I found in my winter jacket, like enough to open my own Burt's Bees store. <laughs> wow. I like that one. What have you found in your jacket already this year? Rob texted in that they found $40. His daughter found $40 in her jacket. Like... During the winter, I don't feel like I have an abundance of money on me. I definitely find a lot of treasures in, like, my Powder Ridge outfits because, you know, you're just always walking around. You got stuff zipped in this pocket, money in this pocket. Usually it's a nice little flashback to what last year's hockey team looked like for Uh us because... Uh, there was always at least one mom on a hockey team that will print out the roster yep. and everyone's number. Okay. And sometimes they'll split them up into offense, defense. You know what I mean? And so you get that because in the beginning of the season, all those kids look the same, right? Yeah. You know your kid's number, but you're trying to learn, especially if there are new families on your team. So it's always fun to flash back and, and take a look at what your team looked like last year. But how about you? If you've put on your winter coat already this year, what have you found? When you put on your winter coat for the very first time this year, what did you find? Mark I, found uh, earbuds. He did. He's been uh, looking for them since the summertime. So why are you wearing a coat in the summertime? But uh, that is a good find. Well, you know what happens is sometimes all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're going to Big Bear. Mm. Or like, uh, you know, towards the end of the season last year, my whole family went to Colorado. Yep. And like you get home and then you throw your coat on a hanger. And it goes in. You don't realize what you had in there in the, you know, when you were at the airport and stuff like that. How's Vanessa feeling? Feeling good. How are you feeling? Good. You're feeling good. How how far along are you? I am 37 weeks pregnant right now. Oh, as of yesterday. So, well, congratulations. Are you just ready to go? You got a name picked out? We have a name. We have everything good to go. I don't know if I'm ready, but the nursery is ready and everybody else is ready. You sound like this is your first. You're still chipper. It is not my first. It is my second. Wow. All right. So the first one obviously went pretty well. You're pretty happy about this. What if you have a Thanksgiving yeah. baby? Are you okay with that? Oh, it's probably due right around Thanksgiving. So, yeah, kind of had to come to terms with that. It. You're you're not letting on to boy or girl, or do you not know? It is a boy, and we okay. have a girl at home. So. All right. Congratulations. Okay. We're very excited for you. So, uh, obviously, you. last winter, when you put your coat away, it was a very different story because 37 weeks ago, you weren't pregnant, right? Exactly. So I found a plethora of tampons in my winter jacket this year. (laughs) (laughs) So you just always needed them on hand. You know, I was really impressed. I went to a restaurant, took my mom and sister out for brunch the other weekend. And every single uh, bathroom, there were like individual uh, dual gender bathrooms, but there was like a little rack on the wall with tampons and pads. I was like, that is actually a really cool one. I do too. I think that that is a really cool move by a business. That's a big deal. Yeah, probably lady. I forget owned. about you. Forget about your period for a while. Then yep. pulled them out, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Cat seems to complain about hers all the time <laughs> in here. Not. All I the do time. not. I do not. Every single day, do. Vanessa. It is just well. It's like 
spending money in your jacket with the price of them. I was like, no I, doubt. I, okay. I just found 20 bucks. I yeah. don't know. How, how expensive are tampons? <laughs> um, I don't remember. Like 10, a, 10 a box for, I guess, the ones I buy. I buy yeah. That's the dollar. Cat goes to the dollar store for hers, Vanessa. I don't know if you shop at the dollar store. Tampons for tampons. No, not so much. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Good luck with the baby. <laughs> and uh, I hope you have a great morning. You too. Thank Take you care. Much. I appreciate you being on the show. Real cool. Uh, Jen has been holding forever because she says she found the biggest thing this year. What'd you find? I found my wedding ring. So let hey. me tell you, I'm recently separated. And just finding that ring just brought back so many memories Aww. and emotions. What do you, what do you yeah. mean, like, memories? Like, do you have feelings? Like, you're reconsidering this whole thing? Does this bring up that kind of feeling? Oh, or are you just like, I just want to be done and I need to get rid of this and pawn it kind of thing? You no, know, it brings up, like, kind of good memories. And now I'm like, do I get back with him? Do I, you know, reach out? Just all those types of memories and I kind of don't know what to do. Most people that have been texting or calling are like, I found $5, I found $20. You're like, I found my marriage. Yeah, I found a gum wrapper and a button. And now you're contemplating where your life should be. That's pretty deep. Mm-hmm. So, Well, uh, good luck. Let us know how it goes. I mean, has he moved on? Do you know? Like, does he have somebody else yet? No, I don't think so. <gasps> okay. Oh, what if this is, this is like sleepless in Seattle-ish kind of moment right now? Yeah, it could be. It could be. A video that Prince Harry made to uh, poke fun at himself, but also talk about this comedy debut that he's going to make at the 17th annual Stand Up for Heroes benefit that's held in New York. And of course, he had to make a ginger joke. Obviously, I was deeply honored when Bob asked me to debut my stand up act with you all tonight. I was so relieved to be invited back due to the shockingly low representation of gingers last year (laughs) and out of respect for my fellow endangered species. Here I am reporting for duty. There you go. So if you can't poke fun at yourself, I think you'll break down. So I think my shtick would be that I had a crap bag and I'll forever have loose stool. So I got to figure out where I would go with that. And I can help you with that. Where the mic drop would go. (laughs) But that would be my shtick. If we had a mom call a while ago and she was like, why do you poke fun at yourself for having a crap bag? I'm like, because I would have cried every day. It was a lot to handle. And anybody going through that, you know, give them some grace because it's a lot to handle. Yeah, it's just but, a way to deal with it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. People deal with everything so much differently. Some people turn to humor and some people would you know, self-loathe. I mean, it was just right. kind of your way to, to make sure you got through it. And plus, I think the more you talk about something that is bothering you or that just kind of sucks, yeah. it takes the edge off it a little bit. It you know kind of I mean? does. Yeah. So what would your shtick be? Uh, mine would be just the pudgy middle-aged yep. failed athlete that I think most guys are. Yeah. When they hit my age, very few men are in peak performance mode. Mm-hmm. The Life has got to them and beat them down enough where they're just like, can I get to retirement and then maybe ward off some really, really bad moments towards my death. Yeah, it's a little dark comedy. Yeah, kind of right. working down that path right now. So I I think I could fill 15 minutes you there. You know what? If you find yourself in that spot where you're just a pudgier middle-aged guy, but you're a great dad, it's like that numbers game where you're like, he's a four, but he's an awesome dad. Then then you're a seven. So you're walking around to seven today. Oh, that's you a might four. be a little generous right there. <laughs> what would your shtick be? This morning. I'm willing to bet that I can tell you what your bra size is just by knowing your first name. I don't know how you do it. And I don't want to know. Listen, most Rachels have the same bra size. That most is. Ashleys have the same bra size. Not true. 
most Shaunas have the same bra size. You just don't, you don't think it's true because you haven't experienced what I've experienced. Who in your life do you think has looked at more women's chests than me? <laughs> Who uh, would know? Who's I spend done, time in locker rooms. Who's done more field research on this Ish. than you are looking at How many right girls have let you touch their boobs? Well, Probably. not nearly enough. Not, not, well. And count them on this hand. Before marriage, not nearly enough. But I'm willing to stake my reputation on it. All I need to know is your first name. Sandy. Sandy. All right. And there's no way I would know, right? Like our kids don't play ball together. We don't go to church together. There's no way I would know what your bra size is. Nope, no way, and 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 I don't care if you know or not. I just want some prizes. No, well, and then, then I got to be wrong, and I know I'm not because you are a thirty-four <laughs> B. Yep. As in, ba boom, ching, da ding, ding, ding. All right. Whoa, even that oh, was the right answer. Right. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 5.30 to 9 on 104.7 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.